Hello Anthem, welcome to our online service. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, some of you may recognize me and some of you may not. And uh, you probably have seen me in our in-person services as well as our online services where I've helped with hosting and doing announcements. And uh, I must say, this is the first time that I've been given the opportunity to share a word that's been on my heart for such a long time. And I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you so much, Anthem, for giving me this opportunity. And thank you to my pastors and my elders for trusting me with such a big responsibility. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Sihlin Masana, and I am a 22-year-old post-grad marketing student. And, uh, I, and, and I'm actually on staff here under the Domino Foundation as well as the Anthem Ministry team. And uh, so far, I have to say my experience has been amazing. I mean, I, I've had the opportunity of being part of Anthem's of the Anthem organization's heart as well as the Anthem's hands and feet. And that experience, I can't even describe how amazing that experience actually is. And um, so yeah, so right now we're, we're in the month of legacy and we're encouraging people to sow seeds that will produce fruit in the future. And I've had quite an interesting journey with Anthem. So my journey in Anthem started way back in 2016. So I stepped onto this property for the first time. I was in matric and I came onto this property for a Friday night at youth. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And they said, come to church on Sunday. And I was like, wow, I actually want more. So I'm going to come to church on Sunday. And I came to church on Sunday. I stepped onto the property. And I actually, I felt scared and nervous. And I felt different because this was a new environment that I stepped onto and um, I remember clearly I was down by the courtyard lounge on the stairs and uh, and Richard McGavin came up to me and he started having a conversation with me and he took interest in me and he started asking me about my my life my my family started asking me what I what I'm doing right now what I want to do one day and he just took a lot of interest in my life Shortly after that, we went into the service, and then during the service, we had an amazing time of worship, and then amazing time of worship, and then after that, uh, we and after that, I saw Richard get onto stage to preach, and for and at that moment, it hit me. I was like, the pastor of this church took such interest in me, and now he's up there to preach. How can a pastor have so much interest in someone that he doesn't know? someone who's new to this property. And at that moment, I knew that this was home because I felt love, I felt, I felt cared for, and I felt welcomed. And from that moment, I have been part of this Anthem story. And so I'm so aware that little did Richard know that that first conversation he had with me, he was planting a seed. Because, because of that conversation, Four and a half years later, I am now here sharing a word with all of you in front of me. And um, for the last two years, I've been on staff and I've had the privilege of actually working with Richard, with John, with Nix, with Sands, with Jackie, as well as working with Sean and Kat. And it's been amazing to have such amazing leaders. I've also been able to watch Conrad Cooper work and it's also been amazing to watch him work and see what he does in his space. And it's been an absolute blessing to be part of such a wonderful team and staff and to have such amazing, such amazing friends and role models 
just just leading me every day, every single day. They're leading me, teaching me, teaching me new things, and I've loved every moment of it. So I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all of the all of those that have been part of my journey, all of those that have led me during this time. I want to say thank you, and I love you, and I appreciate our relationship, our friendship, and I appreciate you being my role models. So let's dive right in. So on the screen next to me, you may see a sentence that some of you may actually understand, uh, but those who are not bilingual will most likely not know what this says. But the word says, this is actually a quick Zulu lesson, the word says, the, the sentence says, Inkosi inasi. And that means, it's a Zulu sentence, and that means God is with us. So if you're ever in public, or if you're ever, if you may know someone with the name, and that name means God is with us. And so Anthem, I'm here to remind us that God is with us. And God is not only with us during the good times and the amazing times and, we're, and when we're on top of the mountains, but God is also with us when we're struggling and times are tough and, we'll feel like, and we feel like we're in the valley. Our God is not only the God of the mountaintops, but He's also the God of the valleys. And I understand that a lot of us right now may be going through valleys, and the valleys can be so different. You may be in a financial valley, you may be in a relationship valley, you may be in a work valley, but, and the valleys may be scary and dark, but in Isaiah, in Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. I am, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. The reality is that we spend more time during the course of our lives living in the valleys than the mountaintops. But the good news is that God is still with us in the valley. He tells us to not be fearful or dismayed as He is with us to strengthen us and help us. God is there with you in the valley to strengthen you and to help you. And, and sometimes in life, there is work that God wants to do within you and you can only do that work while you're in the valley. And... I know at the beginning I spoke about privilege and feeling blessed and grateful and that is how I feel. Right now I feel I feel grateful for this opportunity and I feel I'm happy with where I am with life right now. But the reality is that I haven't felt that way my whole life. And so some of you may know my story but many of you don't know my story. So for those who don't know, I was born on the 9th of November 1998. So my birthday is coming up in about two months. I'm just reminding everyone. I'm joking. But uh, my birthday is, is coming up. And uh, I, I was born in Port Shepson. So I'm actually from the South Coast. And um, I was born uh, I was born to two, par- uh, two parents. And uh, my mom was 15 at the time. And my dad was 17 at the time. And they, and they were actually both HIV positive at the time. And... I was actually born straight into positive, I mean straight into poverty. But through the grace of God, I was born HIV negative. And 
even though I still lived in poverty, God was still with me. And uh, so I obviously had two sides of the family and my mom being a very young mother, um, my grandfather actually didn't want me. He didn't want me to be in that family and that was a side of the family that had a good amount of money for the area that they lived in, but he did not want me in that family and he got my mom to pass me on to my dad's side of the family and my dad's side of the family had very little money. But they still did the best that they could for me. They did the best that they could for me to take care of me, to, to feed me, to love me. But at the end of the day, I was still malnourished. I was still, I was still skinny. Uh, I was still covered with sores all over my leg. And uh, still to this day, I still, still, still to this day, I still carry the scars on my leg. But even through all of that, God was with me. Because while I was stuck in Port Shepston, in the rural areas, God was preparing my new forever family here in Durban North. And He was basically preparing them to welcome a new child. And I spent the first 11 months of my life living in a valley. And during all those 11 months, God was with me. And after those 11 months, after I had moved into my new forever family, I started to see the top of the mountain and I was blessed because even though I had a new family, I was still in contact with my biological family. So my parents still came to visit me. My mom would come and visit me and my dad would come and visit me and they would bring me treats and uh, treats like sweets and chips and bring me toys and they loved me. And I kind of had the best of both worlds. I had two families who loved me, but who loved me, and at that time I was on top of that mountain. And the thing is, God wanted me to move to the next level. He wanted me to get to a higher mountain. And so, in order for me to get to the higher mountain, I had to go back down into the valley. And being back down in the valley, a couple of years of where I had this. A couple of years after I had this perfect moment of having two families that both loved me, my, my dad passed away. And then a couple of years after that, my, my mom passed away. And so that hit me hard. That hit me really, really hard. And, and I struggled a lot during that time as a child because I was so aware that I had lost my parents and times were so hard. But guess what? God was with me during that time and he was preparing me during that time to be able to climb bigger mountains, to be able to walk through darker valleys because whenever I face a valley, I am so aware that he's with me because he has been with me in the past. He is with me now and he will always be with me in the future. And so when I look at where I've come from to where I am now, I've come from a place, from a rural area where I had almost nothing to now having gone to a school like Northwood High School to having a marketing degree in uh, a marketing degree from UKZN and also to be working on staff here at Anthem Church under Anthem as part of the Domino Foundation. You can't tell me that God is not with me. I'm here to tell you that God is with me, but God is not only with me, He is with you because He is with us. And, and with us. And in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be 
in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who is with you, who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Isn't God great? He will not leave you or forsake you. He is with you. And um, I'll tell you the story to look, I'll tell you the story for us to get a picture and look back at what God can do. God has been with me when I was a child, a child that had no faith, a child that didn't understand what faith was. And I'm here to tell you is that God is with you, but imagine what He can do, for, what more He can do for you if you push into Him, if you push Him, push into Him with faith. The Bible always talks about how God was with David, but David was always with God. And so I'm encouraging you that to be with God as, as He is with you. And I know, and, and I tell this story because us as Anthem Church, as, as a community, we've been on this property for the last 50 years. And, we're climb, and we've climbed this mountain. We are on top of the mountain right now overlooking this amazing view. And during those 50 years, I can tell you right now that there were struggles. I can tell you right now that there were hard times. And there were, there were people that came and went. And uh, there were people that died and, the, and so on and so on. And we're on top of the mountain, but God is calling us to climb a new mountain. God is calling us to reach higher levels. And the next mountain he's calling us to climb and to get to the top of his Cunubia. And yes, climbing the mountain, climbing the next mountain does mean that you need to go back down into the valley. But remember that when we go back into the valley, God is with us. And I know that right now we're in a month of legacy and a few weeks ago Richard uh, had me on stage and he asked me quite a, for those who weren't part of our in-person services, he asked me quite a challenging question. And the question was, what does legacy mean to me? He asked a 22-year-old, what does legacy mean to them? And so for me to best understand what legacy means, I had to refer to the Chinese bamboo tree. And for those who don't know, the Chinese bamboo tree is an interesting tree. So basically what happens is that when you plant the seeds of a Chinese bamboo tree, it takes four years, four years for that tree to break through the ground. Only within the fifth year does the tree actually break through the ground. And within, uh, within that fifth year, within three weeks, the tree will grow 80 feet. It's such an interesting thing to wrap your head around because you spend four years of your life planting the seed, watering the seed, taking care of the seed, loving the seed, but you may not see that seed grow because that seed might only grow after you have gone. So that is what legacy is to me. And I encourage us anthem to continue planting trees and continue and planting trees knowing that these trees may only grow once we have gone, once we have left. And uh, and uh, and and um and I know I understand that some of you right now are in a valley and the, and you just feel overwhelmed, you feel tired and you can't wrap your head around this whole thing of legacy, this whole thing of planting trees and the reality and you feel like you need to get at least to the top of the mountain before you can plant your tree. 
But the reality is that trees don't grow on mountaintops, they grow in the valleys. So I'm encouraging us as, as a community to continue to plant trees in the valley. While we're still down there in the valley, I encourage you to find the strength in God and that He will help and remember that He will help us and have the courage to continue to plant the trees plant trees when you're in the valley because when, once you're up the valley and you're on top of the mountain you can look out and see all the trees that you have planted and so I and, and so I remember a time when I was in the valley I remember and it was about two it was about two years ago now almost two years ago and um, so what happened was uh, a few of us had gone down to George for a conference and so I had a test for varsity scheduled during that week and I had to miss that test and uh, I wrote a letter, I got a letter written and everything and the lecturer was very helpful, very fine with it and so I had to write a makeup test uh, later on in like a month's time I had to write a makeup test. So I remember the day of the test, I was, uh, the test was around 2 o'clock so I left my house at 1 o'clock just to make sure I'm there on time to run my test and I remember I was driving up towards um, it's a place uh, towards uh, Eastman Spa. So it takes about 15 minutes for me to get to Boston. I was driving up towards Eastman Spa and I remember driving and next minute I just felt, felt my tire just turning, making a noise. Just made, my tire was just making a noise. And I remember my steering wheel just turning to the side and I, I didn't understand what was going on. And I remember putting up and I remember pulling up to the side of the road across my garage and I came out and I saw a guy there and I was like, hey, do you know how to fix a tire? And he's like, oh, I'm really busy right now, but if you go across the garage, they can help you fix the tire. And I remember going across the garage and being going across the garage, getting out the car in like a panic. And there was a petrol attendant or service guy there and he looked towards me and he was busy filling up a car and he looked at me and he's like, just wait. Be patient, just one moment, just wait for one moment. I was like, okay. And he quickly filled his car and he came running to me. And he quickly, he got there, he, he lifted up the car, took, took off the, the tire, fixed the tire. Put, and he looked at it, he's like, this, all it needs is a plug. I was like, cool, put in the plug, he put in the plug. And he literally fixed the tire. He literally fixed the tire, changed the tire, fixed the tire within 15 minutes. I was like, wow, this guy is like a, my superhero. Wow, this is amazing. So I went up to him to give him extra money as a tip just to say thank you. And I asked him, what is your name? And he goes, my name is Nkosnat. I'm like, sorry, what is your name? He goes, my name is Nkosnat. And so it hit me then as that God is with me. Actually, God is with me. I don't need to be stressed about this test. God is with me. And I remember getting into the car, driving to, driving to, um, driving to Varsity, blasting worship music for Hillsong or Bethel, whatever. I was blasting it because I realized God was with me, so I actually wanted to be with Him. And I remember getting there, uh, getting there just a few minutes late, but I was still able to rise. I wrote the test and I walked out that test with the highest mark I had ever received in my university career ever. Because at that moment, I remembered that God was with me, so I decided to be with Him. And so, and with Him. And God can do amazing things in your life like that when you, when you remember to be with Him. And, I, and so, for the last 18 months, I understand that times have been really tough. And I understand that some people have 
lost friends and some people have struggled and some people have lost jobs and some people are just struggling mentally and some people are experiencing their darkest values right now. And I want to help us. I want to give us some advice on what to do when you're in the valley and you need God to help you. So number one, I say, pray and praise God. It's sometimes it's easier said than done, but you can never go wrong with praying and praising God. I remember two years ago, we were watching a, a movie at youth. It was called Facing the Giants, and I'll never forget this quote. The quote goes, and the coach was obviously speaking to the team before a match. They were in a bit of like a huddle, and the, and the coach said, if we win, we praise God. If we lose, we praise Him. Either way, we honor Him with our actions and our attitudes. So I'm asking you, what are you living for? So whether we're in the valley or on the mountaintops, we praise God. Whether we're winning or losing, we praise God. We pray to Him and we praise Him always because that is who we are living for. And number two, we read His Word. In Psalms... uh, 119 verse 30 it says the unfolding of your words gives light it imparts the understanding to the simple the unfolding of your words gives light it imparts understanding to the simple when we're in the valley and we're feeling the darkness sometimes opening up to the scriptures is the best way to find light in your valley and billy graham says who is a He's a famous American evangelist. He says, The very practice of reading the Bible will have a purifying effect upon your mind and your heart. Let nothing take the place of this daily exercise. You cannot go wrong with reading the Word of God when you're in the valley. And number three, you push into community. Dorothy Day, an American social activist, says, We have all known the long loneliness and we have learnt that the only solution is love and that love comes with community. And I'm talking from experience right now that there is something about this community, this online community and I encourage you that if you're going to the valley don't isolate yourself. Don't feel like you have to isolate yourself. Here at this church we have life groups that run on a weekly basis and we encourage you to join this life group to, feel, to help you feel more a, part, more a part of this amazing family. And even from life group, we have a pastoral care team that, that wants to help you when you're struggling. And we even take it another step further where we have Project Exodus, which, which helps you, which is run by Conrad Cooper, that helps you deal with addictions. And whether it's you going through addiction, struggling with the addiction, or if it's your family member that's struggling with addiction, they are here to help. You do not have to go through the valley alone. So friends, I, I encourage you to remember that when you're going through a valley, to remember to, to pray and to praise God to read his word and to push into community. So friends, I know that some of us right now are going through valleys. Some of us right now feel like we're going through some dark valleys. And I want to pray for us. 
I want to pray for you. If you're going through a, through a valley right now, I want you to pray this in your heart. If you're looking for breakthrough, if you're looking for God to be with you and you're looking to be with Him, I want you to pray this right now. Father, I'm, I, I, Father, you are the mighty God that we have in heaven. And I thank you that you are constantly with us. And I, I pray for all of those that are experiencing a valley right now. I pray for those who are struggling right now that you would be with them. I pray that you, that you will help them get breakthrough in their lives. The, the, the valleys are temporary. They can get through the valleys with you, God. And I pray that you would be with them and help them as they get into the valleys, as they climb that mountain and as they reach that mountain top, that you would be with them to celebrate with them, to, to love them and to care for them. I ask this in your name. Amen. And uh, I want to pray for those who haven't accepted Jesus as a Lord and Savior and would like to do so today. And uh, I, I encourage you to take this leap of faith and to pray this with me right now. And, uh, and you can close your eyes at home. And I pray that, Father, you, you would see the hearts of those who, who want to be with you. You see the hearts of those who want to, to join your kingdom and be part of your, of your love and your environment and be able to be with you for eternity, Father. And I pray that they'll be able to, from this day forward, be able to look towards you when they're struggling, be able to look towards you as a Father, as a King, as a Lord, as a Savior, that you are, Father. And I pray that they'll be able to push into you day after day, knowing that they no longer have to be alone, knowing that there is a kingdom for them that you, have, that you are preparing for them to receive one day. I ask this in your name. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining me today as I, as I shared this word. And um, I, I pray that um, you continue to lean in and push in during this time and uh, as your part of our online service.